0: This is the Friday, December 17th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. It is Friday, so a wide range of sports on this pod coming up over the next 10 minutes, but we'll take care of you and get you in and out in less than 10. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated daily fantasy app. I'm Doug Kazarian, joined like I am every Friday by Joe Fortenball.
1: How are you, my friend? Big day, my man. Bowl season starts today. I know you and I will be sweating that. So we've got some bowl games for the weekend. we got some UFC. we got NFL, NBA tonight. This is a big card. Big card.
0: Yeah, we're going to make some history here on this Daily Wager podcast, albeit relatively brief history of this particular podcast, but we will have a football game kicking off any moment now if it hasn't already. And so uh, we will have a football game during the taping of our pod, but We turn the page. We have bowl games this coming weekend. I know you're high on a few. I'm a little – I'm easing into the bowl. My favorite bowl games are coming up later in this bowling season. But what do you have for the people?
1: Yeah, some of my favorites will be during the pods we do next week. Two I'll throw out for this weekend. Both are Saturday. Oregon State, Utah State. Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, live from L.A., under 67-and-a-half. Oregon State wants to run the football. They're 12 in the country and rushing. Utah State is not very good defending the run. 85th and run defense if oregon state's able to do what they want to do on the ground they keep their defense fresh on the sidelines they keep the clock moving that's very conducive to and under utah state wants to move fast they want to run a lot of plays they want to throw the ball all over the place this is not a good opponent for that because they're going to try to suppress what utah state wants to do so under 67 and a half oregon state utah state i also like marshall Plus five and a half against Louisiana. I think Louisiana played it Super Bowl in the Sunbelt Championship game. They were three-point dogs, final game with head coach Billy Napier. Everyone knew he was leaving for Florida. He stays on the coach the game. They win outright. Huge celebration. Everyone says their goodbyes. Napier and some of the coaching staff goes to Gainesville. And then the players are left to get ready for whatever this game is. I don't know if it's a big deal to them. It could be a letdown. Marshall scoring 34 points per game and they ranked 12th in the country in passing. I'll take the five and a half at the thundering herd.
0: All right. So I I do like Utah State a little. If you can get the seven and a half in that bowl game. We are underway, by the way, in the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, The other game, I'm going to mooch this (laughs) for Stanford Steve. I I think he's on to something here with this UTEP Fresno State over 51 and a half. The number does feel low. And as soon as he talked about it on the show yesterday, I was like, yep, I like that one as well. Basically, Fresno State, you know, you always have to keep an eye on in this bowl season, particularly Just who's in, who's out, things like that. But their quarterback's playing. We're good to go. They're going to let it rip. And UTEP's, uh, you know, big season. First bowl game in a handful of years, maybe longer. And uh, they're not afraid to give up some points or put them up points themselves. So I like that. uh, I think we're going to have a track meet there at the uh, Bahamas Bowl. Defense optional. You know, one of those kind of fun in the paradise situations. So I I like that play the most uh, as well. Okay, let's go to tonight's action, though, because you know we do have a bowl game later this afternoon. But let's let's focus on the association tonight. COVID wreaking havoc a little bit in the Warriors Celtics game. I'm intrigued. I I do like Golden State just because they're Golden State. They're awesome against the spread, and they have Steph Curry. It's like that basic. But they the number one defensive efficiency is key for me, especially as Boston team has been sort of um, you know herky jerky the last few weeks. I don't really trust them specifically, but uh, I'll, I'll lay the three with the Warriors tonight on the hardwood.
1: You and I didn't even talk about this beforehand, but same game. I like the under 213. I thought it would be a little bit lower, somewhere around 209.5, 210. Golden State, as you mentioned, number one in defensive rating. Boston, 10th in defensive rating. Golden State's not just number one in points allowed this season. They're also number one in points allowed on the road. That defense does travel. Boston's 20th in pace. Get this. Over Golden State's last 27 games, the under is 26-1. and They've been a big-time under team. Everyone focuses on staff, the three-point shooting, the high-flying offense. Pace isn't what it used to be, and they are elite on the defensive end of the court. So under 213, Golden State-Boston.
0: Ooh, that's interesting. So Golden State's been that big of an under team, huh?
1: Huge. I didn't realize that until this morning. I stumbled into that. I thought, how have I not noticed this? We know they're playing great D. We know unders are hitting like crazy in the NBA, or at least they were until the start of December. I can't believe we didn't notice that
0: so i have i've have won over in their last 11 games as i look at
1: yes i
0: test this thing uh really remarkable <laughs> there I, I always look to fade the lakers uh, i don't know why tonight would be any different um you know there's a lot to like with this uh you know t-wolves team at times that's the problem it's at times this line's trickled up to 2 was one this morning or overnight i'd still lay with the t-wolves the lakers are a mess
1: I can't doubt you at all with that. When it comes to uh, the Lakers, whether it's big spot games or any of this, you watch them. They just look so disinterested. Uh, you've used the word discombobulated. I think that's a great word to describe how they look. You're starting to hear rumors about wanting to trade Russell Westbrook. It's messy. It, it's The Lakers are a bet against or a no play whatsoever. Oh, speaking of which, I got so caught up in the Thursday night game. Nice call by you and I on the tag team of the Suns last night. You had them oh, full yeah. game. I had him first half. We nailed that one, man.
0: Yeah, I'm about to tape a Sports Center hit. I went two and zero yesterday. I don't think they're going to mention that one. Maybe I need to put <laughs> put in the ear of the producers to give it out to the people. Now that was nice. I mean, Washington's been an absolute disaster. Eight straight losses against the spread now for the Wiz. Uh, I believe worst or second worst road uh, ATS record. So keep an eye on the Wizards as we head into the weekend for the people. Okay. Uh, bonus place here. UFC main event. I like the over one and a half. That was actually my best bet on the show yesterday As we have no show today. It's, it's scheduled for five rounds. Dacus is not going to run into a, a punch early for Lewis. He's going to take his time. He's a volume kind of uh patient fighter. He wants to land that big knockout punch. I think this one goes over one and a half here.
1: I like Dawkins in the fight. I agree with your assessment of over one and a half. I'd lay the minus 135. I think the price tells you everything you need to know. Derek Lewis is a well-known commodity in UFC, been around for a while, fan favorite because of that one-punch knockout power. And he's a dog to a guy who's only fought four times in the UFC. I think that tells you what you need to know about Dawkins. Dawkus lost a ton of weight recently. All right. He's going to have the cardio edge. He's one of these new types of UFC, MMA, heavyweights that can actually bob and weave a little bit. Like the old school guy stood there, traded blows, leaned against each other. This guy can move, and he watched the tape of Lewis versus Cyril Gaon. Now Dawkins isn't Cyril Gaon. Nobody is. That guy is unbelievable. But the idea of just getting in there, peppering them, backing up. Get him to a point where he's impatient. Lewis wants you to trade with him so he can land that big shot. Just touch him up a little bit and keep it moving. I think Dawkins is the play. I'm playing the minus 135.
0: All right. We don't usually talk NFL on this pod. We have a couple games on Saturday. By the time kickoff comes, the Raiders will be double-digit road favorites. But uh, (laughs) I am going to go to a near double-digit favorite. My favorite play on this card, and there's a lot of big favorites, it's Miami. Uh, The more I think about it. Look, I realize New England in that division is getting all the attention Seven or eight straight covers, whatever it is, and wins. Miami, five straight wins and covers. Playing a lot better ball. Jets, not so much. Dead last in all the defensive categories. And it's not even close. Like Clearly, they're the worst defensive team in terms of efficiency and everything. The The Dolphins' defense has been stepping up. Now, they did only beat the Jets 24-17 a few weeks ago, but this one's in South Florida. Um, speaking of your unders with the Warriors, this, this, this uh, Dolphins' team has gone under five of six but i I like the i like the dolphins to cover the nine and a half here and i don't see how this doesn't touch double digits and then some
1: good situation for you there i'm going to play pittsburgh plus one and a half over tennessee i think this is your class look the favorites went 11 and three last week uh the, the the books got hit it rarely happens i don't see it happening two weeks in a row i think if there's a week to be a contrarian or play dogs this is going to be it Everyone sees Tennessee smack Jacksonville last week, 20 to nothing. Everyone sees Pittsburgh look awful against Minnesota for a better portion of that game. They're going to want to play Tennessee. Go inside the box score against Jacksonville. Tennessee averaged just 3.8 yards per play. The offense is not in good shape. No A.J. Brown again. No Derrick Henry again. You're on the road. You're not coming off the bye. You're not playing Jacksonville. You're going against a Steelers team that's had 10 days to get ready. Mike Tomlin, traditionally as an underdog, has been an extraordinarily good bet. It's close to 70% ATS lifetime for his tenure in Pittsburgh. I think it's right around 67% to be more specific. I'm going to play Pittsburgh plus one and a half. I think by the time this game goes off, it's either Pickham or Pittsburgh minus one. So I'm jumping on the Steelers for Sunday.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, It's a very puzzling thing. Look, uh, Aikman talked about it on the broadcast a week ago saying how physical – that game was with the Ravens. Quick turnaround for the Steelers. I think that's why they came out flat. Tomlin irate. I think we get a good performance. Actually, there's a sharp money on the over in that game, so I'm playing first half and game over in that one. I think yeah. Big Ben's going to sling it around. I don't think the Titans' defense is that great. Uh, you can put up points as the Patriots certainly demonstrated. So I like the over in that game. And uh, so that's uh, that's quite a bit. We got NFL, we got college, we got UFC, we got NBA. Any any Russian ping pong to, to, to party <laughs> as a parting gift?
1: Get Stanford Steve on some high live.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Again, no daily wager today. We'll see you at 9 a.m. Eastern Sunday morning on ESPN2. And so uh, best of luck to everyone this weekend. Joe, will uh, enjoy your weekend as well. See you Sunday morning.
1: You too, buddy. Looking forward to it.